Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. It is important to understand that everybody travels a different path to success. Please understand that because your brand is different and their brand is different. Where they live is different. What they eat is different. What they make is different. So the challenges you face in life are going to be different. So you need to stop reading other people's success stories in order to write your own. Now, you can be motivated by their success. I want you to be. I want you to read their stories because they can offer you direction and help you reach your goals but it's your planning and your committed effort that's going to get you there. My next guest is Dante Simpson. He's the co-founder and CEO of EatSpat TV, a premium esports gaming contest agency, content agency and studio, seamlessly integrating audience into cultural conversations. EatSpat TV is a collaboration made up of the world's most recognizable production studios led by Ridley Scott Creative Group and PRG. He... He also oversees the rapid growth and expansion of the organization, as well as provide consultation to the company's global perspective. His work spans global gaming interests, branded entities, high-profile influencers, I hope that's me, both on content, technical, production, and campaign matters. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation, Mr. East Bat TV himself, Dante Simpson. Hey, Dante. Thank you so much for having me. Wow, that sounded like a lot. Maybe sound a little special there. I, I started to well, I'm going to tell you something. So you, 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 Dante, when you get to Ridley Scott, you kind of slow down right there. You know, you kind of slow down when you get to Ridley Scott. I'm just going to let you know that. Now, slow it down on Ridley Scott because people need to know your relationships from a production standpoint and also from a creative creative standpoint. Before we get to Ridley Scott, tell everybody what eSpat is. Sure. Um, Eastbat is combined of two different businesses. We have a licensed side of business. I want you to think of Getty Images. We license out photos. So if, if you watch somebody, if you watch LeBron do an amazing dunk, for example, for the Lakers, and somebody captures that photo and you see it in Sports Illustrated or on ESPN, that's something that, for example, Getty or Associated Press might right. do. We do that exact same thing in the video game industry. So we are the only of our type that concentrates on licensed content on the licensed side of business. I have the pleasure of heading up TV. Um, so TV does more than just that transactional business. We are actually the home of the creative. Um, so premium content, I'll give you an example of what that means. And I'll just kind of toss out uh, something for you really quick. Right. Uh, we, we recently did the Free Fire advertisement um, internationally with Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, you know, we did the cyberpunk ad campaign with uh, Keanu Reeves. Some of these things that we consider to be premium assets, um, we are that space. So not only commercial, but content as well, uh, as well as social. Uh, so we, we partnered with the largest social platform, which is Movers and Shakers. So we tap into multiple verticals um, for the casual gamer as well as for the hardcore gamer. And that is eSpat TV and the production work. Now, now, are you talking about the the Keanu Reeves commercial that I'm seeing regular, running regular on TV right now? That would be it. Absolutely. That's for Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, so we, we received the call. Uh, they wanted to tap into our creatives uh, right. for that campaign. And we were so happy to step in and assist with that. So, yes. That is I'm going to tell you something. Every time that commercial comes on, it catches my attention. Every time. Every time it comes on. That's why I knew what it was. Every time it comes on, it captures my attention. It's a great commercial. 
Thank you so much. Thank you. And we always say, and I mean, this, this can apply to any culture that you're attached to. The key to successful content, the key to successful commercials is actually tapping into folks who not only research the industries, but actually live in them. Um, and, and that's that's who we are. We, we, we are we're gamers. Uh, we, we, we play the game and we tell the story. Of. So I'm glad to hear that. Thank you so much. Rashawn. Well, you know, it's really interesting, uh, Dante, when you I want to stay on Keanu Reeves because he's almost like had a career, especially with Matrix, you know, where he's almost yeah. played like he's been a video game. You know, he's almost been a person that there's always his, his career has been transitioning and building time. Not a series he has now where he's a he's an assassin. That's kind of like bending time yep. and bending yep. reality. And also he's constantly fighting like a video game, you know. So that's why yeah. that's what I'm saying is that he was a perfect choice because his brand, I think I have to say it's video game related from a standpoint of his yeah. career. Because if you watch any of his actions, it's always action packed. And so every time that commercial comes on, I go. I'm thinking it, you know, I'm listening and it holds me through the entire cycle of the commercial. And I, even though I know after it, I realize, oh, that's that commercial. It's still entertaining enough <laughs> to capture me to the end. So congratulations on that, man. Thank, thank you so much. And he's really built. I mean, we remember him when he started with Speed yes. uh, with Sandra Bullock. And yes. then, you know, you kind of follow his career through yes. Matrix mm -hmm. and, you know, just the cult following that that had with John Wicks and all of the, oh, the, the, uh, the episodes okay. um, or series of uh, that and, you know that that was a cult film as well like you said his career has really transitioned uh to, to being the voice of you know the culture subculture from that perspective and like you said it's it's an ongoing video game <laughs> and, absolutely and sure you know like say you know all three john wicks i've seen all three of them i'm a, okay. I, I don't know how at his age especially on the third one he's fighting that much because he's actually doing yeah. all of the yeah. fight scenes Okay, and so absolutely. I was, and, and plus, he just came out. He was also in that uh, last year. He was also in that uh, in the uh, Toy Story uh, movie where yes. he had a really, <laughs> really engaging character. So you're getting a guy that you know we have. You know, we 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 create these relationships, but I I don't think of anybody. You know, there's a lot of great people out there. Uh, Kevin Hart's out there. You know, you have a uh, uh, Rock yeah. Johnson's out there. But he is perfect for what y'all doing because he is an an action figure. In that world of incredible interaction, engagement, he is actually, to me, he's one of these guys where you can actually take his movie series yep. and make it into a video game. He's that guy of a guy. So, so Eat Spat yep. TV has hit a home run with him. Now, let's go over to another guy that captured my attention in the intro, Ridley Scott. Talk to us about that. Yes, absolutely. Um, Ridley's amazing. Um, a, a lot of folks may know historically who Ridley is, uh, starting in 1977 with his film Aliens, mm -hmm. um, and going straight through films that we love, like American Gangster with Denzel Washington mm -hmm. and, you know, The Martian and, and, and different things, you know, even going back now to the 80s with Thelma and Louise mm -hmm. and things that he's done, you know, folks can really have a passion to. And one of the things that caught my attention as we were building this collective was not only the work that he's done that's on the silver screen that's that really in my opinion has him on the mount rushmore of directors in hollywood but it's actually the stuff that we don't know and i'm gonna you know ask your audience you know if, if you guys are at a computer you pull it up on your phone please go to ridleyscott.com and familiarize with yourself with some of the stuff that he's done as i spoke speak to folks from my culture you know mm -hmm. people of, of of color like myself I say, listen, did you know that he was behind Beyonce 
and you know a, a, a lot of the work with Black is King. Did you know that he's worked with Burner Boy? Did you know that he's worked with Childish Gambino? And people are like, oh, absolutely not. I never would imagine. And then they go and they start to see, you know, the work that he's done, you know, supporting Ava DuVernay and different people who come from a culture that is like mine right. that you would not necessarily associate Ridley with. So one of the things and I know that we just came, you know, from talking about Keanu Reeves, I would apply that to Ridley as well. And that's somebody who may have started their their career in a specific place, but is so multi-talented that they are transitional in other spaces that, quite frankly, many people aren't aware of. Um, and, and that's something that really caught my attention right. with him. And I, 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 I always tell, you know, their team, to me, they're the convergence of content, fandom, and creativity. And, and they do all of the above. And when you take a look at what they've done in the live performance space with Taylor Swift, and I could go on and on naming A-listers that they've worked with uh, that we would never really associate or imagine Ridley Scott from the UK that's done these you know blockbuster films um, has actually been a part of, that's been supporting our culture for quite some time. So he was just such a natural fit um, as somebody that understood the world Mm -hmm. uh, with offices around the world mm -hmm. um, and truly speaking to different cultures as it parallels so nicely with gaming um, and obviously gaming being one of the one, one of what I consider the three universal languages. So, well, you know, uh, you know, like I said, his his career, you know, Gladiator was just one of those. It was one of those movies. I'm telling you, I can if Gladiator comes on, I'm watching the end. I don't care. Today. I would tell you not. I don't care where I'm at. I'm gonna watch the end of Gladiator. It's, it's that type of work in Aliens too, which I consider the, the the the, the um as far as sci-fi movies for female leads taking mm -hmm. a dominant role. Aliens two, incredible. So he's always had a history of putting women out front and and, and allowing yes. them to lead and be a dominant figure. You know, so many projects he's done with Denzel Washington. You know, yes, uh, Man on Fire. <sighs> Mm -hmm. Another movie. So I got to watch the end of that movie. And so <laughs> so with, with, with that type of work, are you or were you I'm not going to use this. I'll be honest. Were you intimidated by the process of being in business with somebody like that? How did you take it from a, I got it. But then you sit back and go, wow, OK, I got to step my game up. I got to make sure all my T's across my eyes are dotted. How did you take that whole positioning with your brand? I'll tell you the beauty of it. And this is what I say to folks all the time, look to become very strong or a leader or an expert in your space. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you align properly with the right space, mm -hmm. the folks who may normally intimidate others mm -hmm. actually become very supportive, almost as a fan or support of what you do right. and deem you as an expert in spaces that they may not. And although you may be pitching them to be a part of what you're doing, subconsciously, they're actually pitching you to select them to be a part of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So there was an interesting dance that went on in the relationship where it was undoubtedly he has a brand to, um, you know, that, that is to be respected. But from his perspective is to be protected. Um, but at the same time, he understands the future right. of where content is going. I, I say to folks all the time, we may have grown up on Blockbuster, but our kids won't or our grandkids won't. You right. know, we may have grown up on, you know, uh, drive-in theaters, but, you know, that went away um, in, in, in a substantial way. Although there are some left and it still went away <laughs> in a substantial way. Mm -hmm. Being able to understand the future and align with the future was something that he was savvy enough 
to identify and recognize. And it actually did not make it such a daunting conversation. Uh, they really were more so impressed with our knowledge of the space right. and our ability to identify and stay ahead of the curve. Okay. You know, the, the beauty of having brands come to you, name recognition brands, you know, we're talking household names in the industry yes. and also talent like Travis Scott, you know, out of Houston, Texas. Uh, explain the relationship with Fortnite and how that plays a major role in your brand, Eastbat TV. Yeah, absolutely. Um <clears throat> I always feel like we're living through a pandemic. We're living through a time that hopefully um, as a society, we won't have to live through again. Right. Uh, but they always say during these challenging times, opportunities are born. And those who find success actually are able to pivot and align with those opportunities. So one of the brands that I say were actually, you know, we, we've always heard, you know, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. One of the brands that, that I say, you know, during this time just so happened to be ready and it was so great how they aligned was Uber. If, if you were in California, or if you were in New York or, or, or any, any other major, major cities around the country during the height of the pandemic, you may have noticed that there were no cars on the road. Right. Um, you know, so Uber as a business, I'm sure took a tremendous hit. Mm -hmm. uh, but simultaneously, you had Uber Eats. Mm -hmm. and, and Uber Eats was mm -hmm. actually keeping a lot of restaurants in the restaurant industry in business. Mm -hmm. They That's had sweet. a subset business that was actually able to skyrocket during a pivotal time when their core business may not have been able to. Mm -hmm. Now, with that being said, you asked me about Travis. We haven't seen tours in 2020. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll see what 2021 holds for us. But, you know, Travis was smart enough to identify, hey, you know, there is an opportunity for me to perform to my audience and their home, they're captive as mm -hmm. a captive audience. Let's identify a way to perform to that audience. Fortnite was the great way. There was another group that's done this tremendously and we'll give a shout out to Swiss Beats and, uh, and Timberland. They've done it amazingly with verses, um, especially the selection of talent that they've had in utilizing iTunes and, 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 and Instagram. We were able to do this with Fortnite we were able to work that production. We were able to actually be a part of the creation of that content that those who tuned in were able to see. So, you know, a lot of parents heard about it because their, their kids were addicted uh, to mm -hmm. that, you know, to that mm -hmm. 10 minutes of mm -hmm. content that was created. But we were able to optimize, um, and we call it an MTM. We were able to optimize a moment that matters and translate that and transition it into another MTM, which is metrics that matter. 27 million people tuned into that. Wow. The news came out a couple of weeks ago at the time of this recording um, that Travis made $20 million, you know, off of that <laughs> performance and the purchases within that performance. So it, it created a blueprint for folks to identify, to, to, to appreciate the need um, and the opportunity within the gaming community. And since then, we've seen Little Nas X do the same thing with Roblox. Um, he got 33 million views. Uh, so we're starting to see a transition uh, when Live Nation is, is is not doing tours, when AEG is not doing tours, that all of a sudden we've got a new player in the game. And that's the gaming community itself and their platforms because of the audiences. 
that they hold. This is a platform that started with boxing, you know, the pay-per-view, the old school pay-per-view, and then Absolutely. UFC elevated the game. Now we're getting into the uh, entertainers from a, from a musical standpoint, understanding how they can do this. And we're not talking about driving theater numbers, you know, that was really popular. We're talking about 27 and 33 million. How does one make their money on it? Do they make it through subscriptions? Do they make it, make it for a, a per view rate? How was he able to make his money? The money took place in the purchases. So mm -hmm. a lot of folks don't understand that within the game, you can purchase what's called skins. So I'll give you an example of a skin purchase. He was selling Cactus Jack merch in a virtual space. So if you had a gun and you wanted your gun to be oh, wrapped. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. They're not even taking this home. They're not even taking it home. <laughs> it's, it's, they're not even taking it home. It's, it's, so, so, so you're buying a shirt within the virtual space and right. it's living on your avatar within the virtual space. Wow. Absolutely. Wow. And, and that was the beauty of the relationship and of the relationships between artists and the gaming industry, because now there's an opportunity that steps outside of the 360 relationship with the labels. And, you know, that's a whole different conversation that we'll save for another day of how the, the labels are monetizing off of folks more than they're monetizing off of themselves. Well, now you've got an opportunity to monetize off of yourself. And that's what this proved. So, you, you know, again, we, we, we do the math, right? We do the math around here. Um, if, if, if Travis would have would have sold out a stadium at 40,000 people, and if he would have done a tour of 100 stops at 40,000 people, he would have only been in front of 4 million people. Yes. He did 27 million in four days. And he's very tired, by the way. <laughs> yeah, and he's very tired. And there's flights and there's lodging. And he, he never left, you know what I mean? He, right, he never left right. the convenience of home. So. Right. You know, when you're able to look at it from that perspective and what that means to the artist and kind of the bandwidth that it opens for them to do other things. And we've seen what that led to. I mean, who took advantage of that, Rashawn? We, we ended up seeing that McDonald's took advantage of that right. during this time. Right. And next thing you knew, he had a you know, he, he had a product on the uh, menu mm -hmm. on, on the menu on, on the McDonald's menu mm -hmm. that opened up because he was hot during this time. He was relevant during this time. Mm -hmm. And why not capitalize during this time? Wow. So with that being said, we were talking about uh, the urban perspective, the cultural perspective, you know, you know, uh, uh, Nas and uh, Nas X and uh, and uh, Travis Scott, they're cultural phenomenons. You know, they, they yeah. carry a certain mark. Now you have a um, based in Atlanta, Georgia, called Community X, an esports yes. league that's uh, yes. geared towards HBCUs and also people of color. How did that relationship come about? <clears throat> I want and and and. and and I don't know the details of that entire relationship, but I'd like to talk about the top line of that relationship. Okay, First, cool. I want to send my greatest support out to Chris P. And I, I, I always like to, anytime I'm having a conversation about gaming and esports, mention some names along the way. So as we continue to talk, I'll mention some names because I think it's really important for the people of color that have stepped into this space where there's there's only very few, right. um, you know, just to kind of acknowledge them as, as, as I have an opportunity to talk about what we're doing. Right. Uh, but I, I think that it's it, it's beautiful what Community X is doing um, with the HBCUs. Right. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, um, that they were able to tag in a brand like Twitch mm -hmm. to support what they're doing. 
uh, creating tournament opportunities, creating uh, scholarship opportunities for students, creating financial beneficial opportunities for students, and also not just stopping there, but working with HBCUs to build out their esports program. Right, right. So mm -hmm. I often say, you know, and I use lacrosse as an example. One of the greatest college lacrosse players is Jim Brown. And mm -hmm. people don't know that. He obviously went on and became one of the greatest running backs in NFL history. Mm -hmm. But he was one of the greatest lacrosse players at yeah, University Syracuse. of Syracuse. Mm -hmm. And oddly enough, you know, we don't have a lot of, 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 of folks who, who play lacrosse. And a lot of that is because of just the economics of playing it. That mm -hmm. goes along with hockey and that goes along with other sports, just the economics. There is an economic factor around gaming. You've got to have high speed modems or else you're going to be slow and delayed in, in, in the game. You've got to have the equipment and so on and so forth. There are you know, obstacles that exist. And to know that Twitch is willing to step in, support our, you know, you know, you know, kids of the future, uh, young men and women of the future is just a beautiful thing. And that's truly a commitment that I appreciate. So I always give a shout out to Community X and what they're doing um, and what they're building. This is a long term. This isn't a one year deal. Right. So this is a long term relationship that they formed here. And, and I definitely applaud what they're doing. Well, your background is music, fashion, sports. How does that uh, shape itself into what you're doing with over at Eats Bad TV? Absolutely. I think that I've 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 tapped into um those elements of, and I, I, always, I always use the word culture, right? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and I think that I've, I've learned from each one of them the identification of people, process, and performance. Um, and I think that those things are, are, are what's tapped in. I mean, I was a part of the Tom Ford era of Gucci. That's a legendary era. Mm -hmm. um, I was a part of, you know, the, the, the moment that Sony BMG overtook Universal as the number one um, music house and business like those were legendary moments and as a business development guy and and, and, a, and a leader with both organizations it was great to be a part of building something right um and that is the part of this moment that's so intriguing is that we're building things that don't exist and i always say to folks look for the white space of opportunities something that doesn't exist or something that you believe that you can do better uh, but don't only identify it and don't only make a plan, but truly make those goals and outperform your own goals. And if you're able to do that, then there is endless opportunity for you in those spaces. And this was just a natural progression for me from music, from fashion. Uh, you might start to see and not start to see this has already happened. Gucci has tied in with gaming. Louis Vuitton is tied in with gaming. Balenciaga has tied in with gaming. You're seeing fashion come in from a merchandise perspective and, and they're tapping in. You're seeing music come in and they're tapping in. Uh, so these opportunities are endless. And I just feel like my background, the convergence of everything that I've done um, is actually taking place right now in the gaming space. Well, right. Well, right now it's incredible. And uh, you articulate uh, the whole subject matter strongly. Uh, so what what so with that being said, uh, the future of what you're trying to do with the goals, you know, because of the fact that my mind's flying, you know, when you when okay. you throw out those numbers and we about to come out of covid and 2021, there's a it's all about what's the new model? What is the new model? You know, who knows? Taylor Swift might be knocking on your door. Because mm -hmm. of the fact mm -hmm. that this seems so natural to what what these artists who have who understand their brands, these are brand centric people. And Correct. that's what that, that's what you're talking about. People who have a following that understand them and are engaged with their opportunities to be like that. Uh, do you seek out the talent or the talent seeks you out? 
I, I think it's a combination of both. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that we do have our eye on certain folks, mm-hmm. uh, but the future of what we're doing right now, and, and I always like to use basketball as the example. Mm-hmm. Think of the different eras of the NBA. So think of the colorful basketball era is what I call it. That's the Dr. J era. Mm-hmm. So think of the Dr. J era. And then there was the rivalry era. I like to say that that's magic versus bird. Right. Um, and then you throw in the Pistons in there as well. Mm-hmm. And then you have what's the current era, and that's the Michael Jordan era. Mm -hmm. The reason that I call it the Michael Jordan era is because he was the first to become his own ecosystem, his Mm -hmm. own conglomerate. Mm -hmm. He was his own brand, and that brand transcended North America Mm -hmm. and became a global brand. Right. That's where we are today with esports. Part of that is how do you not, how do you continue to engage? the hardcore gamer, but also engage with the casual gamer. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what our role is going to be in the community. So think of if you are an HBO fan and you watch Hard Knocks um, with you know the New York Giants or with the Atlanta Falcons on HBO and how they storytell. You see what Brian Gumbel does on HBO with Real Sport. Mm-hmm. So you watch Inside the NFL on Showtime. Mm-hmm. These are shows that actually are just shoulder programming that tell the story to create a higher engagement. Um, Floyd Mayweather did it great with uh, with his 24-7 series. Oh, I love that uh, series. I love those series. HBO. Outstanding. Those, those Floyd Mayweather series, I love those, man. Yeah, I really miss those. are really compelling, man. Those are really good storytelling. Yes, absolutely. And that's that's the future of this. Mm-hmm. How do you get the casual fan to become a fan of a specific team, a specific organization, a title or a gamer? And that's what we're doing here is we're actually, you know, telling the story for the casual while also telling the untold stories for the hardcore gamer. And that's the future of what we're going to be bringing here. Dante, keep me on your, in your Rolodex, man. Really, brother, I sure you're you on the cutting edge of uh, some amazing information, um, beautiful stuff that uh, that you know you're a head turner, and understand that that's a positive thing to say about somebody who walks in the room and goes, Dante, that's a head turner, because Thank they you. want to talk to you, they want to communicate, they want to get inside a visionary. That's who you are. You're a visionary, like you Thank said. You, you, you know, you. I always tell people it wasn't luck of uh, being at the right place at the right time when those the Gucci thing happened. Tom Ford, the Sony BMI thing happened. Now this is happening. Uh, I think that's what you do, sir. That's what you do. You're a game changer. Don't change, okay? Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, if you want to hear more interviews on Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host. <laughs>